Welcome to the Matt O'Grady Coaching Podcast. This is where Matt shares all his ideas on how to be happier, more successful, and enjoy life to the fullest. Please go to mattogradycoaching.com and the livinggratitudebook.com to learn more and receive your free micro coaching session with Matt. Hello and welcome to the Matt O'Grady Coaching Podcast. I am super excited, super duper excited uh, to invite in two of my favorite people on the planet. Um, and we've got a little bit of a redo of the Matt and Phil show. So Phil Giuliano is back with us. How you doing, Philip? I'm doing great, Matthew. And uh, super excited that our numero uno guest, I would say probably the person who did the most guest visits with us during the Matt and Phil show is Jeanette Ma from Good Vibe University. How are you, Jeanette? I'm so happy to be playing with you two again today. I'm just smiling from ear to ear. Me too. As soon as you started talking, I just my my little corners just went straight out and up. Um, right. <laughs> perfect. It really is perfect. And it's interesting that, uh, you know, such a time for the planet and society, if you will, globally and here in the U.S. and especially here in New York, there's a lot of uh, people feeling some stress because there's some, some new things that we, we haven't necessarily looked at before in quite this way. And there's, there's uh, some people out there, you know, understandably dealing with some, some stress and some tragedy and, and some drama and some, some tough things and some shifts and changes. And we brought the, the old gang back, you know, we're bringing the band back together so that we can have a discussion about how to find our joy even when the rest of the world may not be in alignment with us. Um, and I think that's just for, for all the deliberate creators out there, everybody who's working on themselves and exploring consciousness and thinks of themselves as a spiritual person, I think this is actually set up as one of the best opportunities of our lives to really see what we're made of. And not mm. to judge ourselves, not to get caught up in it if we have some stress or some tough times or tough moments or tough days or tough weeks. Because that's naturally, naturally the way we want to let go of that anyway. But now that the outside of the world seems to have this very consistent message of danger and fear and financial crisis and health crisis and all of this, it's become, I think, a little bit more of a challenge for certain people who maybe aren't used to letting this type of thing go or, or how to manage internally their state. And maybe it was easier for them when they could just kind of roll with life. Life was okay. And it was, you know, kind of feeling pretty good. And now they've got this and they don't have the tools and the practices and kind of the mindset to deal with this on a, a day-to-day -day basis, I think they're getting hit with some, some challenging times. I would agree with that. And I think for a lot of us, you know, it's easy to feel good when life is going pretty good, but we really get tested when there isn't the external out there necessarily supporting all of the feel-good vibes inside. And that's when we get to see how well our practice has been serving us and how good we are at ch really, truly choosing how we want to feel and not being dependent on external circumstances lining up the way we like them in order to do that. Mm. Yeah, that's, uh, 
I think that's right on the money. Um, I, I was uh, watching an interview with uh, Joe Dispenza um, just yesterday. And um, what Joe was saying uh, it was like, okay, everything that we've been doing, it was pre to prepare you for this moment right now. Mm. And, um, and I, 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 that really resonated with me. It's like all the, you know, the years of uh, doing, doing my spiritual practice of um, paying close attention to how I feel, um, trying to be a deliberate creator as much as I possibly can. And uh, yeah, I think that's perfectly uh, in alignment um, that, uh, yeah, what do you do when the external circumstances um, uh, don't seem to be uh, lining up? Um, and, uh, and just like Joe said, you know, it was all to prepare you for this moment. So here we are. And, uh, and my thoughts were uh, in, the, in the very beginning stages, well, you know, this can be, you know, feel like solitary confinement or it can feel like a, a joyous time of cocooning um, and preparing for the next phase um, when we come out on the other side of this. And that's really, I think, up to us uh, as individuals to make that choice. Yeah, Jeanette, so how, how are you coaching your clients and your amazing Good Vibe community over there at Good Vibe University? Well, there's a wide variety of experiences, as you might imagine. I mean, even among conscious creators, it's not unusual for us to respond to the initial hits of contrast um, as you might expect. I mean, we've seen it we're not immune to feeling the fear or the resentment, the frustrations. I've had some frustrations when I pay too much attention to how this is being managed or not being managed. And uh, it's given me really good practice. And that's what I try to remind everyone. This is really good practice for us to use our focusing muscles to remember that contrast serves us, first of all. Nothing's gone wrong here. So anything about this that initially doesn't feel good is in service to our expansion in life. All we have to do is remember how to ride this wave. We know how to do this. We've done it many times. So it's just it's basically remembering not to lose our LOA mind when, when something like this presents itself and to be patient with ourselves because that might take a minute. You know, And feeling the feelings is an important part of a vibration management practice, one that I think conscious creators sometimes – can overlook or dismiss even. So I've been putting some good emphasis on feel those feelings uh, before we just start, you know, immediately turning our attention to uh, something that we might not be as successful with if we've got that fear lingering in the background or the anger or whatever might be whatever might be happening and that evolves you know the longer this goes on some of those feelings uh, they'll either resurface when we've managed them in the past or it it can evolve so just being really gentle with ourselves and treating ourselves with compassion because sometimes uh, conscious creators have a habit of being kind of judgy if we think that we should be doing it different than we are and that doesn't help so true yeah i think that's a, a really helpful thing right now is that self-compassion practice for for all of us just to have a little more patience a little more kindness 
because uh, that always smooths out the vibration so nicely when we're just like, oh yeah, you know, we're doing the best we can. If we could be doing better, we would be, you know, let's just take it easy. Let's take a breath. Let's just kind of, you know, relax a little bit. And then all of a sudden things just start to fall into alignment, right? Mm-hmm. And this, this idea, if you're able to wake up every day and remind yourself that contrast is in fact good for us, Ooh, it's mm-hmm. just like, it mm-hmm. just kind of hits me with this kind of warm awakening feeling of like, that's right. That's right. This, this expansion that's happening, which we probably wouldn't have chosen for ourselves can have this much higher purpose if we allow it to have mm-hmm. kind of a purpose in our lives. Well, so, there, I know it sounds trite, but there's such yeah. a tremendous opportunity here for us if we choose to see it that way, instead of thinking this is something gone wrong that we need to fix as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, I've been monitoring YouTube to see, you know, if anybody would post some uh, messages from Abraham uh, specifically about uh, um, uh, the uh, situation. And um, and some people have, there have been a few um, uh, videos posted in the last few days or last week or so. And um, uh, it was funny because a lot of times they were just, they were calling it the C word. They didn't even want to. <laughs> right. <laughs> they didn't even want to, you know, name it by name. Um, but um, one of the things they said is that, you know, and this is resonating with what Jeanette was saying, is that this is a, not a proof of anything gone wrong. This is actually proof of things going very, very right. And um, and that is you know, uh, so contrary to, you know, the mass consciousness on, at least in terms of numbers, um, that would certainly be, uh, you know, the probably the minority view. (laughs) Uh Um, Mm -hmm. uh, For those of us that that, um, come from that place, uh, sometimes I find the challenge is, you know, how do we, or how do I, uh, keep, you know, I have one foot in one world where I'm, you know, working for a college and I'm responsible for an area and I have to help people transition to working at home and, and I have to uh, administer the college's policies regarding, you know, uh, social distancing at first and then, you know, uh, working remotely and, and so on and so forth and, and making sure people have the proper leave that they need in order to, if they have a sick family member or if, if they suddenly find themselves having to care for a child that would that used to be in school and now is home and uh, and all those kinds of things. So I, I've got, you know, one foot in, in that world and then I've got another foot in this other world of, uh, yeah, can I really embrace and take in that nothing is really gone, is going wrong here. Um, and um, as some, mo- some moments I, I totally embrace it and some moments I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it is a, a, a wave that I think we're all riding, you know, sometimes we're surfing really smoothly and sometimes we fall off the board a little bit and, and we have to climb back up and, and find our momentum again and, and get in the flow. Um, you know, one thing that I've been you know, reminded of, and this is something I can even remember the three of us talking about this, ooh, many years ago, <laughs> uh, and that was, that was the power of choice. You know, we, we go through this life often 
uh, seeing the external as something that's happening to us instead of for us. And that we can choose that this, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, the, the virus, whether it's our relationships, our finances, our health, um, our opinion about how we look or what our lives are, or who we are, all of it is a choice and we just have to choose it. Like, like we forget that we have this divine power of choice in every moment. And I know I forget every day. And then I remember every day and I choose to move myself in that direction. I choose joy. I choose happiness. I choose to smile. You know, sometimes it's spontaneous and that's wonderful. But when we practice this enough, as I know both of you know, we can just choose it whenever we want. I love that reminder, Matt. It reminds me of a quote from Abraham about how every moment contains everything and it's just a matter of what we choose to pull out from it. So I'm, I love this idea that what we want is already here and all we have to do is develop the eyes to see it or come into the, the, the energetic frequencies that allow us to experience it because it's already so. It isn't What we desire isn't something out there that we have to try to figure out how to get to it's already so on some level. I, I think that's um, a helpful thing for me to remember whenever it feels like I'm striving for something that isn't here, mm. to remember this is just a trick of perspective. And that when I choose a different thought or choose a different way to see things, then I can have what I want right here and now. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's because it's always a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> When I was prepping for the uh, for the call, I went out uh, for a walk, which is something I've been doing on a daily basis to get outside and get uh, some sun. And um, and I was doing that, and I saw um, within the space of about ten seconds a butterfly and a dragonfly. Um, and um, the butterfly um, I, I had seen yesterday. I looked like the same butterfly. I'm not sure if it was. They kind of looked similar, but um, uh, but I had been thinking a lot about you know this idea of cocooning and that um, uh, this kind of period of going within is a cocooning, a metamorphosis that's about to happen. Um, but the dragonfly, I wasn't expecting that because I rarely see dragonflies around here. Um, I think they tend to hang out more in you know moister, swampier kind of places. <laughs> But uh, uh, but I, I saw one and and I was reminded that uh, of the symbolism of the dragonfly and illusion, um, and that the, the dragonfly is said to be able to be able to you know kind of weave in between um, the different uh, levels of illusion and and back and forth, and and I think that's related to what you were just saying, Jeanette, that. Um, uh, this is really just another layer of that illusion, and all of um, all of the uh, the churning and 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 the, the consternation and all of that is is really just another level of of that illusion. And the reality is all as well. And can we um, cut through all that um, to be able to get to that place? Um, and uh, uh, so, yeah, that really resonated with me. What you said. Yeah, I, I was doing a, a similar thing preparing for today's call, and, and this feels like a perfect time to, to say this quote, which is from Immanuel Kant. I don't know if you guys know him. For, for oh, yeah. Love yourself like your life depends on it? Yeah. He, no. He has really is that it? Great things. I believe that is him. 
Um, and, and he says, happiness is not an ideal of reason, but of imagination. Hmm. And, you know, I really kind of resonate with that idea of, you know, just using this power, you know, the, the, the ability to, to choose happiness sometimes takes some imagination. We have to think outside of just what we see with our eyes and what we hear with our ears. We have to go inside to find it and choose it. You know, it's not always going to be delivered on a, on a plate, a silver platter right in front of us. We have to go inside and look for the silver platter. Because um, the silver platter is always there. We always have the ability to imagine, to visualize, to get excited, to you know, come up with something that could be fun. Um, and it's just that the ability to do that. And uh, as I was alluding to it in our uh, quick pre-show conversation, uh, during the week, uh, I was in the middle of a, a quote unquote, busy digital marketing company running day, you know, over at Harmonia Media. And I'm passing Patrick's bedroom on the way to my office. And he grabs me and says, he's got his music on as he often does his Alexa, he's rocking out in there. And he says, Daddy, it's a dance party. And I was just, yeah, and I, you know, I felt that pull to go to work, but I saw his beaming eyes of joy and happiness just grabbed me, and I was like, screw work. And I just went and had a, a 15 minute impromptu dance party with my son that led to hysterics and laughing and hugging and holding and, you know, tears of joy streaming down my face. Like, like if we're open to it, it, it just can arrive in the most beautiful of miracles. And we just have to be led by the hand like I was with Patrick and just, just accept these opportunities that are often right there in front of our face mm -hmm. if we know how to find them to look for them. That sounds like a beautiful moment. Thank you for sharing that with us. I'm just smiling at the thoughts of it. It was great. We had been... a dance party in weeks. I mean, it's not like something he does every day. It's just, you know, it was one of those moments. And it was one of those where I was definitely in like a serious, like, I'm going to get shit done kind of attitude, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to mow this day down, you know, like, like <laughs> he just took it and be right out of that and put me right into the space where everything's going to flow easy and fun. Phil, are you and I both quarantining solo, or do you have people under the same roof? Um, no, it's just me and my kitty. Yeah, me, my kitties, and, and a dog, yeah. yeah. I don't have the, the experience that you just shared, Matt, of having loved ones here. Mm. Well, there are loved ones here. They just can't talk to me. <laughs> you know, a little more fur than, than some other beings? Yeah, no dance parties happening here, but I love the way you're doing this. <laughs> yeah, and my cat thinks this is a great thing, you know, um, I'm home all the time to, to you know, I cater to her every whim, and um, so she thinks this is about the best thing that's ever happened, although she's sound asleep right now. Yeah, what a gift pets are right now for people that uh, may not have other humans that, that they're living with. Everyone that I speak to that has pets, even if they're alone or not, just feels like more of a connection with them because I think mm -hmm. we're, we're gifted with that extra quality time. People aren't commuting. And, you know, if, if they weren't a person who worked from home, they're just, you know, they can take their dog out more often or spend more time with their cat. Like I saw, 
I forget where I saw it somewhere on Facebook, I believe, and, and a guy was just talking about, yep, the, the best part of my day during my quarantine has been extra hugging time with my cat. And I just thought that was awesome. You know, it's just like those simple beauties of life and recognizing it and taking more advantage of it than, than you would otherwise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that one of the, the blessings of this time is um, because we're generally less busy, um, it gives us more time to be, you know, and um, it gives us more time to kind of focus in on those kinds of moments um, and uh, uh, moments that oftentimes get lost in the shuffle um, when we are so busy and we are so externally focused and there are so many places to go and people to see and things to do, uh, which is all great, but it's not great if it's at the expense of um, mm -hmm. those other moments. And, um, and this is just such an, a, a, a ripe time to mine uh, those kind of moments. Oh, I totally agree. In fact, I've been thinking about what I want to keep from the gifts that coronavirus has brought. What are the things that I want to, to keep? And that's what you've just described, Phil, as one of them, that, that uh, stronger um, awareness of the present moment, that willingness to just be instead of, instead of, well, I don't even want to finish describing what the old routine felt more like because I really like this excuse where it just feels like the whole world is taking a pause. I'd like to, I'd like to continue that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I was watching a, um, an interview with Wim Hof uh, yesterday as well. That's one, one thing that I've been doing a lot of is, is watching all kinds of interviews and documentaries and stuff on YouTube and elsewhere because that's just one of my favorite things to do anyway. Um, and uh, Wim is, uh, is somebody who I find very inspirational. And, um, uh, and he was just talking about how, um, you know, in Europe where he is, that it just, you know, um, canals that have been dirty for, you know, years are suddenly clean and fish are coming back. And, you know, that, that, that nature is kind of healing itself in a lot of ways. Uh, in this time, because it's just there's just not a lot of congestion anywhere, and it and it 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 reminded me of what Abraham had said about this is a a time of like a global reset, and I'm like, well, that sounds really kind of cool, you know, um, that um, um, humanity and the earth and and all its inhabitants get this opportunity to do a reset and kind of clear the decks, and then when we come back to whatever that it. It's not going to be like it was. I mean, it, it can never be like it was, even when it seemed like it was just going on from day to day. That's just part of the illusion that it was the same as the day before. We just created it to look like the day before. But now, having had this experience, um, that it really interests me to see. Well, what we, what are we going to create? You know, going forward, what's it going to look like? You know, um, I think that there will be pockets. Of people that'll still be very fearful and afraid to, you know, connect with other people and afraid to um, engage in life because of of what's been happening. And but then I think there will be another segment where it'll be so much. Uh, there'll be such gratitude for being able to connect that um, it'll take it to a whole different level. So I'm really kind of intrigued about that. And I like the reminder that it isn't 
one thing that we all experience, but we each get to choose for ourselves mm -hmm. what our realities will be like on an ongoing basis. Yeah, that's right. 100%. I, I've been reminded of, uh, and, and I choose this on purpose, like being sick and, you know, having a few days of, you know, not having the same energy and sleeping more and not being able to enjoy some of the things that I like to enjoy on a daily basis. And then that excitement when you start getting on the other side of it, and you start to feel better and you get that momentum is building and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And all of a sudden that first day that you really feel healed is like you've got brand new eyes. You know, the sun is brighter and the leaves, the color is just more iridescent and, you know, the quality of, of fun and excitement and inspiration just feels that much tastier and juicier because we're coming back from something where we learned, you know, we were reminded, we're, we're inspired to kind of take this next step, you know, with our lives. And I think, there's going to be so many of us who do that. I think, you know, there's people who are at the stage where they still need to work with fear and, you know, that's their level of consciousness and, and we've all been there and, and they're going to work through it and they're going to be better for, for that. And then I think the conscious creator group of us is going to be taking this quantum leap during this time. You know, this is kind of the hibernation mode of it. It feels like where the energy is building and growing and expanding and we're kind of working with it. And then when we get on the other side of it, I think um, it's really just going to be this explosion of beauty in the world. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, I like this idea that this experience is allowing things into our reality that wouldn't have otherwise, wouldn't have been possible otherwise, because that's what contrast does for us, at least as, it, as we have stronger desires for something, our stronger awareness of how we want things to be, it opens up things that we didn't have access to before. So there is every reason to believe that it is only going to get even better for those who are willing to choose it. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Harking uh, back to the surfing analogy that uh, Matt was using earlier, and uh, uh, when we talked last, Matt, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit, and I think it really is true that it, if you think of the mass consciousness of, as an ocean, it's getting churned up a lot, and that churning creates these fantastic waves. And if you're in alignment with riding that wave, you get an incredible ride. Um, or if you're in alignment with, you know, getting smashed by the waves. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> you're going to get that experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it is, a, I think, a helpful analogy, just as simple and, and easy to access. We've all seen surfers, even if we've never surfed, and, and you kind of see them, you know, they, they ride in a wave and they fall out, and then they swim back out, catch a new wave, you know. It's, um, it's one of those where... Uh, you know, I, I think we, we know that the natural process is to either fall off or to hop off the wave. You know, you see some of the really good surfers, they ride it all the way in and then they just hop off onto the sand and either take a break or, you know, very smoothly go, you know, lie down on their board and swim back out, you know, and, and we can do that too. Like it takes a little bit of effort to kind of, you know, get back over the, the, the crest of those first few waves until we're flowing again. But, you know, it's, it, it's not that hard if we allow it to be easy. 
and if we plant the seeds of ease and joy and fun, and that when you do get on the other side, it's just going to be better than ever. Mm -hmm. I can remember us having conversations like this, you know, years ago, where it's just, we have to plant those seeds or it's hard to, you know, really reap that harvest um, down the road. So if we're just kind of worrying and, and feeling stressed and in and, and shock of what's happening, we're not planting those seeds that we really want to experience in the future. So like with all of my coaching clients, anyone who's willing to really take this opportunity on, I'm like, what is it you want? What, what is it you want? What do you want? What do you want? Like, like, don't, let's not focus on, on what you're missing, you know, what, what you're, what mm -hmm. do you want? You know, and there's this fun game. I did it at a, a Jack Canfield uh, workshop last year. It was pretty cool. He just had us um, pair up with a person and all you did for two minutes straight was answer the question. The other person wasn't supposed to comment on anything you said, take notes or even react significantly. All they did was say, what do you want? What do you want? And, and this practice of just saying it, going deeper, going into all the areas of our life we've never even gone before, go into all those hidden spots and decide what you want and go for it. You know, Matt, I'd love to explore the idea of, you know, once we've planted those seeds and they've grown, being able to reap the rewards because in an environment where it's easy to see others, maybe it's not easy for everyone else, but, but I know the challenge for some is when they see others aren't harvesting, they um, feel either a little guilty or reluctant or sheepish about uh, sowing their own harvest. And that's, that's one of the reasons why my work has focused a lot on being able to receive what we want because it's one thing to, you know, be willing to say this is what I'm going for, this is what I desire and to go about manifesting it, but once it's here to be able to allow that in when maybe not everyone else is having as good a time as you are. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I I'm reminded of and I have to keep reminding myself of this that the the, the best thing I can do for anybody is to thrive, you know, um, mm -hmm. and, and to anchor that energy um, of thriving, no matter what it looks like, you know, and, and no matter what that form may be, um, that um, um, when I'm thriving, then, um, then I'm bringing all that, that energy into this reality and others can, can hook onto that and, and thrive as well. Um, and so, um, Again, it's that 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 edge of of, of um, honoring other people where they're at, um, and and having compassion for that um, wherever they are, and still being um, not willing to sacrifice our own thriving in order to um, to empathize uh, with those around us. That's a, a, a easier, you know, when um, when it's me and my cat. Uh, <laughs> uh, she tends to be very these things um, and, uh, and so we, uh, we have a very um, easy coexistence um, it may be a little more challenging for those who are sharing their space uh, with uh, with more than uh, just a kitty <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is a, 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 an interesting sticky wicket, if you will, sometimes, right? Because we care so much about 
the people we're close to or, or even the people we're not close to, but we see them post on Facebook or we hear about them on the news or wh whatever it is, you know, somebody's sick, somebody lost their job, what, whatever, it's, somebody can't get food. Like I've heard some of these stories um, and, and you do, you, you, your heart goes out to them. Uh, but I don't think our heart um, really helps them uh, with, with just pity. And, and right. kind of taking that as, oh, and that reflects on me and the rest of the world and things are really shitty. You know, instead, what, what I try to do and, and what's really helped me is to have that compassion, feel that love and appreciation for our brothers and sisters throughout the world that may not be thriving for sure. Because I think compassion is a, is a tremendous conscious creator tool. It just really helps us kind of appreciate life and its relationship and the ability to care for another person. But that doesn't mean when you're compassionate that you're not thriving. And in mm -hmm. fact, I think if you're truly authentically compassionate, it's actually the opposite. Because when you're in fear, it's really difficult to be compassionate authentically. And when you're, you're in a good spot, you're kind of in faith and trust and belief in yourself and life and that this is all kind of unfolding as it needs to, then you're able to just really be compassionate for others. And I'm gonna bring up a name. I know you, you both are very aware of it. And, and Jeanette, I think of you a lot because uh, I was in close touch with you when I first fell in love with him and that's Neville. And oh, I think right. that, you know, that, that it's a great time to nevelize it, if you will, um, in the idea of visualizing what we hope to see for the people we're close to, the people in our community, the people we see uh, on the news, in the world, on Facebook, whatever, is to, is to see, to use that imagination and see them thriving, see them getting over this, yep. see them learning, see them growing from this, see them coming out on the other side. And that energy is going to be tremendous. We kind of integrate that with compassion. Oh, man, that is powerful. Mm -hmm. And, and I've, I get just so lifted up by practicing that every day because in my work, I have several clients who are really having a tough financial time because of this and know a few families that have been dealing with some of the, you know, kind of, um, you know, people who have quote unquote COVID, et cetera. Um, so, you know, my compassion is, is huge right now for all, whether it's health or financial or whatever it is, but you know, just having pity for them just feels so weak and, and deflated for me. I really need to supercharge it with, with compassion and visualizing the absolute best I can think of for them. And that's sometimes a stretch of our own ability to perceive things, to, to be able to tap into the thought, the reality that all is well here when sometimes it looks like we're looking at something the exact opposite of that. But especially those who understand the value of contrast, it's, I tell the story all the time about how I know for, a, I, I believe strongly that if my mom had been able to remove the contrast I was experiencing back when I was in corporate world, if she had a magic wand that she could have waved over my life, to have me have a better time at work, she would have done it. And if she had done that, I might still be there <laughs> instead of living something so much better. And that's what contrast does for us. It leads to so much better. 
So it, we're, we're not in service to anyone, even if we had the power, which thankfully we don't. But even if we had the ability to, like Abraham says, <laughs> you, you don't want to feather your kids' nests. Contrast is what builds their lives. And it's true not just for our kids, but for everyone. Contrast is playing an appropriate role for us. And so to, um, to, to take that away from someone when this is very likely their ticket to the even better they've been dreaming of would be insane, knowing what we know. Mm. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, perfectly put. Right, right. Because the, the, the thriving that I am visualizing for someone can only really happen if they go through that and expand through the contrast, right, Jeanette? Yes, and having said that, you know, we'll have inspirations. Look, I'm I'm active in volunteering in animal rescue. I mean, it's not like I just sit by and say, oh, too bad for you. <laughs> but when I feel inspired to help in whatever ways feel good, that's what I do. But to do it from a place of seeing anyone as a victim or less than or in some sort of trouble, I'm not in, of any service to them. If I think they're in in trouble or struggling or in any sort of victim mode that's not that's not me being of highest service that frequency doesn't help them at all it's beautiful it's beautiful so so what are you guys doing in your own lives i know uh you're spending a lot of quality time with your animals um, for some really good cuddling and joyful moments what else are you guys doing what are you guys doing in your own life to lift yourselves up and, and feel good well, um, I've just, uh, you know, made it a point to, um, uh, you know, to deepen my, my spiritual practices more. Um, and uh, so, you know, for me, that looks like uh, doing my uh, breathing uh, technique, um, which is uh, Wim Hof inspired, but also very pranayama-like, um, and uh, doing my meditations and uh getting outside and, and getting in the sun and walking and um, uh, playing my- Tell us what you feel, Phil. And so, so you're doing your, your breath work. What do you feel as you're doing that work? Wow. Um, it's been really intense um, lately. Um, it, it, I get so, um, uh, for lack of a better word, high from the breath work um just feel so connected to to source and to well-being uh through doing that um and um and it also in the in the meditations as well and i i think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier is that this intensification of of the flow of well-being so many people right now are whether they're asking for it consciously or not are asking for an increase of well-being right now um and that's just uh, increasing the velocity of that energy that's coming towards us. And um, it, it doesn't take very much of quieting your mind just a little bit. And it's like, whoosh, <laughs> you can take it on this, on this great ride. So that's what I feel. Um, and then I, uh, I'm also doing my uh, cold exposure. So my daily cold showers to um, uh, go along with the, uh, with the Wim Hof breathing technique, which uh, I'm a, I would recommend that to anyone. Um, if you don't know who Wim is, um, just go on YouTube and, and, and put Wim Hof in the search engine. And, um, uh, and he's, uh, he's, there's a ton of free information there. And um, 
and uh, I, I find it very inspirational and very practical and it doesn't take a whole lot of time out of your day, maybe half an hour out of your day. Um, but I find it a very easy way to, um, to connect with well-being. Awesome. Jeanette? Well, what's been interesting for me is new awareness about what I really want, how I want to design my life. I, I can't say that the quarantine dramatically changed my lifestyle because I already worked from home. I was already much of an introvert and a hermit. So, <laughs> so there wasn't a dramatic change in the way my daily life was unfolding. And yet I noticed uh, some benefits, unexpected benefits from our new reality that made me spend more time just becoming more aware of of what I want, of how I want to structure my life, of what I want it to be like after this. So I've been spending more time just, it feels like being present and allowing of new awarenesses of what I actually really want. I didn't realize how many things I was doing that I would have opted out of. I like, I'm saying coronavirus gave me relief from things that I didn't know were tolerations. <laughs> I didn't know that if, because once I did, it's once so it great. wasn't optional, all of a sudden I was like, yes. yeah, this is fabulous. Yes. So it, and I know I, I say this with awareness that many others are not having this experience, but I'm having a really fabulous pandemic. It's, it hasn't <laughs> hit close to home here. I, I'm in an area that, you know, we have really low numbers. I, I don't know anyone personally that I've been close to who's been strongly affected by this. So I'm ha I don't, I, th I know it would be different. I don't know that actually. So what I'm doing to enjoy myself is like I had spoken to earlier, I'm just recognizing what gifts I want to maintain here after coronavirus leaves and a lot of what I'm what I'm referencing is I was actively dating before the pandemic started I just started so I just made you know a handful of really amazing connections and then there's no more in person seeing each other that at least not for me I know not everyone in my area I'm in one of the states that didn't choose to uh, lock everyone down but I chose to so I and it happened right at the time when I felt like it was the best time of dating where everyone is on their best behavior they're being their absolute best selves with each other and I was thinking man why couldn't it always be like this why couldn't it always be like this because this is the best phase and then ta-da quarantine <laughs> it's like it's extending the very best for oh weeks and weeks so anyway um so I'm enjoying some uh, uh cultivation of long distance relationships that's been I just think it should always be like this this is just beautiful but also our snow finally melted up here in the mountains and I got some yard work under my belt this last week which I always feel better when I can get my feet in the grass or my fingers in the dirt so that's a beautiful thing um, what else Absolutely. have I been it's doing be, for people who may not know Jeanette, uh, you gotta go check out her social media and 
website and different pictures of you with your dogs and cats and in the backyard. And you, I just remember seeing so many great pictures of you kind of enjoying it's beautiful with your animals, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it's that pure joy on your face. It's my idea of heaven for sure. I know not everyone would like this gig, but I sure do. Mm-hmm. But uh, what a, a lot of what I'm also doing to feel better is just processing, 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 and really uh, realizing how much time and energy is required to just be present for these feelings, because there have been a variety of them rolling through here, and um, that willingness to set down whatever else I thought I should be doing and just be present to what what seems like is happening. And I know all of that is an illusion. It's all my perception that I'm in choice around all of that, but that's taken more energy than I would have guessed. I, I definitely feeling, and maybe that's, I'm probably not alone. I think both of you were both probably pretty tuned into what's happening with humanity. You're you're both empathic, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's interesting uh, how we kind of, I think, you know, most coaches I think are, you know, have that real deep, empathetic side to themselves and compassionate side you know we want to give and help and support and and lead and listen and be there create safe supportive space and nurturing space um it's it's been interesting the uh one of the things that i've kind of circled around this one and i've probably spoken with you both about it sometime in the past but it it doesn't stay with me like on a daily way but it started just about six, eight weeks ago. I started talking to the universe directly. Um, so I've done in the past, and and I f- I haven't talked that much about it publicly, but I'm going to do it now because it is so juicy. And Ooh. I'm just like, I'm just like, hey, what's up, universe? You know, like like literally, like I'm talking to my best friend, you know. And it's really inspired by Rumi and Hafiz and the way that they talk to the divine. Mm how they talk Mm. to the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, and source. And it's been so beautiful. I'm like, so, you know, I I asked some questions. I'm like, so what what am I supposed to be doing? You know, it's like, be still, know your God. Mm. You know, it's like, it's so beautiful. Just like this, this really juicy, fun conversation. I just might meditate for a few minutes first and then just kind of get into the zone. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? You know, and it's this kind of intimate and I always get like a little giddy because I'm excited and, and I just, I know the truth of what I'm doing and it, and it's this reminder, like we were talking about earlier, that it's not, it's closer than our hands and feet. It's inside. Mm -hmm. We don't have to Mm -hmm. go anywhere to find anything, including the source. It's right there. <laughs> All we have to do is remember and reach out to it a little bit, you know, and, and, and invite it in. And uh, I've really been up in my Rumi and Hafiz game and, and uh, doing some recordings around it. And that's been inspiring me. And I just, I just love the intimacy of it. You know, it's, it's anything that we want and that we desire isn't away from us. It's, it's just inside us. So cool. Yeah, I'm great. glad you brought that up. That sounds like you're having a really good time with it and to be sharing about it, no doubt will inspire others to do the same. I'm reminded of, did you ever read the Judy Bloom? Hey God. Oh yeah. Me, Margaret. Yeah. Margaret. Remember Me that? Margaret. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, it's like uh, I've had a, a few laughs with myself because it's kind of like that. I'm like, hey. <laughs> I was thinking more like Neil Donald Walsh, but <laughs> yes, yes, but it's it, yes, and it does have it has this kind of mixture of of all that I am, you know, in that moment because you know the 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 source knows everything about us, been, been there with us through every moment of our whole life and still accepts us and loves us and supports us. And it's like, just, it's always right there at the, at our fingertips, if, if we will. Um, mm. So guys, I just love you both so much. I'm, I'm just have this warm tingly feeling all across my face. Cause I love you guys so much. And I'm so grateful and mm. appreciative that you joined me today. I feel the same way. Thanks for inviting me to play again. Any time, uh, Philip, Jeanette, do you have any final words of wisdom or anything that you'd like to share? I just like the idea of reminding ourselves that everything's okay. Whatever is, whether it seems good or not, it's it's all okay. And that's, I think, a helpful thing to remember no matter what's up. Mm, yeah. Yeah, all truly as well. And um, I'm very grateful for the opportunity it's been the spend this last hour chatting with the two of you and uh, yeah, much love to you and to everyone out there. Right on. Man, sister and brother friend. I mean, mm -hmm. it has just been a real joy. I hope we do it again soon. And um, Jeanette, can you just give uh, any listeners who might want to reach out the easiest way to get to you? I've got pretty much everything that I do over at goodvibeblog.com. Thank you, Matt. And thanks everyone for listening. Perfect, of course. And if you want to reach out to Philip, you can do it at metagrittycoaching.com and you know where to find me. I love you guys so deeply. I'm so appreciative that you joined me and just our friendship throughout the years. It's always been something really special to me. So thank you so much. Agreed. Awesome. I am.